Hi, I'm Rick Mercer from Rick Mercer's Monday Report. You're listening to CFRC Radio in Kingston. Folks, we're live. Hello, wow. hello, hello. Welcome to the Late Late Capitalism Show, live for the first time on CFRC's airwaves. Uh, thank you, uh, Rick Mercer, for that kind, kind intro. Yeah, that's a big get for the show. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate that immensely. Uh, folks, uh, if you're unfamiliar, Late Late Capitalism Show is a show uh, full of bad, bad swear words. Uh, we do cusses and curses galore, uh, so be mindful for that. Uh, but we also talk about politics in a way that hopefully doesn't make you feel insane. Um, to my left, I have my dear friend Megan. I am on your right, actually, Dean. Uh, she's stage left. You, you stage hold, left. You have to hold up the little <laughs> You're L on, my... on both fingers, and then it'll tell you stage which left. one is we your left arm. We are performers. Uh huh. This this is us on a stage, uh, and then directly across from me in the bubble, we got the big boy booth. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's me. The it's, triple B. It's Jesse. I'm one of the main hosts on the show. They're all main hosts, <laughs> and my my good friend. It's me. I'm one of the co-hosts on the show. Yeah, yeah. we have a case system here. <laughs> I'm at the top. That's how we keep it keep it clean here. Yeah. At, at the very top of our system, we have people who mispronounce cast. It's very, yeah, it's I was cool. gonna say. No, cast is what you have on your leg when you fuck with me, Dean. <laughs> so that's right. I'm sorry. Keep correcting I'm sorry. me. Shit. And you're gonna be living in a cast system while I'm at the top of the case system. <laughs> so, Dean, do you want to let everyone on the air know what we're up to tonight and why we're all here? Yeah. Yes, uh, this was uh, recommended by friend of the show Jr., uh, who I don't know if he wants me to say his name on this program, and yet, uh, but uh, yeah, he thought it'd be cool uh, for us to do a live show and have people call in and talk and what have you. So we're going to try to do uh, just that. Uh, so this is going to be more of a free-form sort of episode. Uh, We've got a couple topics prepared, uh, but mostly we're looking forward to hearing from you, uh, our listeners, uh, and seeing what you have to say. Um, if you have any comments that you'd like us uh, to deal with, any questions or what have you, uh, you can email us at llcscfrc at gmail.com. Dean always forgets. Uh, Jesse's giving me the nod, the the, the dude's rock You're bro nod. Right. Thank you, dude. This is your support corner over here. <laughs> you can also call the CFRC studios and speak with us. The number is 613-533-2505. That's, once again, 613-533-2505. Give us a call. Yeah. We'll patch you through and, uh, you know, whatever's on your mind. It's 12 a.m. I'm sure most of you are not well-adjusted people. Uh, shout out to Justin and Natalie, who I know for a fact are not well-adjusted people. So <laughs> yeah. if you want to get those ravings Two and brain lunatics for sure. onto the air, 
give us a call, or you can also DM us on our social media page. We have a Twitter account, LLC, uh, at LLCS CFRC. There's an that, underscore in that one. There though. is, uh, in between. LLCS you can find LLCS underscore CFRC. Shoot us Although a DM. I was going to say, Jesse read uh, all the info so clearly. I was like, wow, he should be on the radio. And I was like, huh, wait. We are on the radio. <laughs> that's are. right. That's, that's right, really, That's a good observation. Uh, there's one more Thank thing you. to note uh, before we continue, and that's that uh, the political Geiger counter on this show is red hot, folks. It's going that sound that you know Geiger counters do. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what I'm trying to say is we are radioactive. Yeah, Chernobyl and if you levels. don't want your name associated with this program, yeah. I I respect <laughs> and understand that. So, uh, so as we patch you in, Dean, uh, don't say my last name. Challenge. For this yeah, episode. we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Good uh, yeah, there's no editing it live on air, yeah, Dean. But if you if you want a um, you know, a code name or a nickname for us to refer to you as. Uh, we will gladly do that. We will accommodate that. Because uh, we love anonymously bullying, and we support you no matter what. And even if you're bullying us anonymously, we'll just take it because we're little pain piggies. You know what I was just thinking? This is this is like uh, the whole purpose of Frasier, right? Like, you can call in. You can tell us anything. Like, we're like a, like a Chicago-Seattle talk show right now. I was just thinking, do you know what? This is just like Frasier. <laughs> except uh, except you can literally say whatever you want. Unless we hate you, then we're going to say whatever we want. We've got the same <laughs> politics as Kelsey Grammer, too. <laughs> I want to say I was looking at the Twitter to see if we had any DMs, and Jesse followed Abby Shapiro on our Twitter, and so the first tweet that came up was, don't sleep with a man unless you want him to be the father of your children, period. Thanks, Abby. Wait, That's like, right. Like sleep. So some, <laughs> and that man, wisdom. Jesse Rodman Bell. <laughs> Yeah. I just said his last name. That's fine. Everybody knows who I am. <laughs> so here's the deal. With I should explain the Abby Shapiro thing. Uh, the fact of the matter is, if you're unfamiliar with the Shapiro family, you might know Ben, his little face and squeaky voice. You've probably seen him on your grandparents' Facebook at some point in time. <laughs> A mad violin player. He yeah. messages them more than you do. That's right. He's perfect. He licks pussy because it's at this eye, eye level, so it doesn't require <laughs> any work for him A at true all. gentleman. Oh, my God. He's a throat oh goat as well, is what I've yeah. heard. But Ben has you know, a couple million followers for just regurgitating the same like Heritage Foundation talking points, but in a much higher octave. But he it's also has... Sad. It is really sad. But he also has a sister who looks identical to him. But, but. Yeah, but, she's got a big one. Yeah, I didn't want, <laughs> want to say it. Didn't want to say it. Look at my lips. Uh, oh, okay. We've been oh, accused God. of being sexist, sexist on the show, mm-hmm. which is fair. That's but right. I tend to think that we only uh, sort of, you know, all the malice and evil in our hearts, we direct it towards one person. That's Abby Shapiro, who is not a good person. If they want, I can switch to Callista Gingrich. <laughs> <laughs> new Gingrich's Ooh. wife. Okay, so. Uh, I like this, that new development, though. Yeah, uh, she's cool. She posted feet. She on the did. timeline recently. Unwillingly. Yeah. So just earlier today, as a matter of fact, Calista Gingrich, uh, wife of Newt Gingrich, master of the face scale, you know, the little filter that just removes all wrinkles. She looks perfectly yeah. smooth. She's like, great. Nice. I, I really recommend following them on Instagram. Face like, is they, such a good ad. Again, That's like, the one. Uh, Newt Gingrich is one of like the worst, like, like completely skeletal people alive. Mm-hmm. Just like without like any soul or, you know, just human element to him uh but he posts like your dad does yeah it'll be like oh beautiful day out here uh with the barbecue i will say that is the only human element he has is that he is like a boomer dad poster but 
his like personal politics are so deeply poisonous and like he's passed and attempted to pass so much legislature that has just ruined millions of lives but uh, yeah his face tune picks with Callie Gingrich are uh, yeah, phenomenal they look terrifying together <laughs> like what is there's a photo of them cutting an American flag cake and like they Desecration. look yeah, like the wax figurines it's very creepy New Gingrich just setting the, f- the flag cake on fire <laughs> just, just tweeting Nori Al-Maliki is the real light. It's like, that's a cool late life Inshallah, face brother. Um, But uh, yeah, Callie posted a picture of herself at a piano, playing piano. the piano. <laughs> and when you like clicked on the photo and then you, you went all the way to the bottom, you did the double tap on your screen to zoom in, you just see her exposed feet. And if you post that picture of her exposed feet in response to that tweet, she will hide the tweet and then yeah. block you. As, I, as I've oh. done from multiple different accounts. Yeah, absolutely. So. <laughs> okay, oh, honestly, horrible. if people started tweeting at me pictures of my feet, I would also block them. Good that's kind of gross. Would, would you? Uh, I don't know. I don't really have any followers on Twitter. No one likes me. Maybe I'd just be happy that someone's tweeting it. I don't know. Everyone out there, if you have feet pictures for me, just send them my way. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah, but would you want them to be of your feet? Uh, I don't discriminate, Megan. (laughs) I'm willing to see anyone's feet, even my own. We actually have our first listener question. Ooh. And it comes from... Continue, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, are we getting a phone call as well? That'd be incredible. Uh, this comes from we were, a... but I think they hung up. Come a, back, a, someone. A dear friend in the GTA. And they asked, how did you come across the theme song? And was there much of a selection process? Oh. Also, did anybody other than me think it sounds like Dean singing? Oh, it is Dean singing. That's actually the interesting part about it all. No, it's not Dean singing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think the theme song... Uh, it's by the band formerly known as Andrew Jackson Jihad, now currently known as AJJ. Um, it's from their brand Hello? new album. Sorry, Chance. One quick second. We are getting a phone call. Oh, okay. We will get back to that question in just a moment. Oh, keep going? All right. That's the joy of live radio. Anyways, please, Chance, continue. <laughs> yeah, no problem. It's actually on their uh, newest album, Good Luck Everybody, which is an incredible album, and I've listened to it consistently. And when we were all talking to each other about like what we kind of wanted to do with the show, it was genuinely the first thing that came into my mind. I felt like it, it fit perfectly well with all of the feelings that we've had about politics in the past long while since we've all been talking about this. And I've seen AJJ's been very active on YouTube. He does like a quarantine live stream every single day and he'll upload the entire thing onto his YouTube page. He does. It's yeah. awesome. He, and he's, he's done many um, Lana Del Rey covers which have been dope. Oh, we loved Lana Del Rey, and don't we? And we're trying we? to get their uh, their consent to use this song and we've DM'd them yeah. but no response yet, so Sadly, we'll see. Like, uh, but Sean folks, Barnett, we do, we do have our first me. caller here. Uh, hello, caller. How would you like to introduce yourself? My name's Dinah. <laughs> oh, hello, Dinah. Very hello. familiar voice. Hello, station manager Dinah. Thank you for joining us on this, you know, cold and, well, it's not really cold at all, is it? It's like, what are you talking about? I don't know. Uh, It's cold, lonely. My my compatriot here was complaining that she needed a sweater in the studio because it was too cold. It used to be very, our apartment is like 9,000 degrees, so I came here and it's just like moderately cooler and I'm not used to it. Yeah, folks, we hate to see it. But uh, yes, Dinah, uh, do you have any, any questions or comments for us? Well, first of all, I just wanted to, you know, call in to make sure the phone is working for y'all and you have a good time tonight. (laughs) Thanks, Mom. I was going to say, that's that's really wholesome. I did not see that coming. No, yeah, this is bombing action going on right now, for sure. Well, we appreciate appreciate your support, Dinah. 
I have hurtled home in my beacon of capitalism, the vehicle that I own. Oh yeah, oh, no, don't don't own a car. A beacon of capitalism in my home that I own with my air conditioning. Oh, all right. Well, well I'm gonna hang up immediately after hearing that. Shred me all you want. That's not. <laughs> that's not the praxis we're here for, yeah. Dinah. Absolutely. Thanks for calling. In. Hey, hey, folks. Yeah, uh, have a great time tonight, and I'm looking forward to hearing some conversations about what's going on with the evictions uh, mm. of, of in Bell Park. Yes, we should talk about that. I'd love to hear some callers come in, uh, call in about that and hear your thoughts on it too. It's for sure. Evening right now, so we'd love to hear more. Yeah, thank you very much uh, for, for calling in and uh, putting us back on track. Yeah, I think that's a good place to start, <laughs> Yeah, actually. Well, yeah, I want to talk about AJJ more. Watch that little green button, guys. Oh, that's of course. You know the phone is ringing. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> We're you learning. Awesome. We're learning. Have a great night. Thanks, Have a good Dana. night, boss. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was a really sweet call. Yeah. With the, a lovely first call for yeah. the night. Yeah. Dean's a tech master. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that went about as smoothly as it could have gone. Yeah. Well, wait another hour. We'll see but, how I do. Yeah. Dinah brings up a good point. We should actually uh, get to the discussion about the evictions at Bell Park. If people are unfamiliar, we've talked about it on the show a few times, mostly just in reference to it. But uh, Bell Park here in Kingston is actually the main site of a homeless encampment that has sprung up in the wake of, well, COVID within the city of Kingston. And it's been a long going process of trying to find a suitable place for these displaced people. And there was supposed to be an eviction, was it July 7th, which is yes, yes. just a few days ago. And I see that it has been pushed back to the end of July and it seems like there's a moratorium uh, going on about it. But Dean, Megan, did you guys make it to the- Yeah, uh, we did. Cool. So we did, yeah. The thing about the eviction is that they're not actually giving the people who live there any information on when it will be. They had to find out that they weren't be ev being evicted on the 7th through th the Kingstonists. So they mm. didn't, they like told the news before they even told them. And then- Even like, after like the people who were in Bell Park were like, Repeatedly like asking, reaching out, yeah, like, are the we going to be like, evicted? And yeah, what what is happening today? And that's just radio a, silence. That's such a trash move. That's like going on Facebook and finding out like a family member's in the hospital. <laughs> like, mm. you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, uh, you know, just get a hold of me about these very serious oh, issues. You know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, no, the the fight is not over. So yeah, it's, it's uh, quite the the, the what, what would you call that a demonstration, a like solidarity, solidarity rally? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that we that happened uh, in uh, in Bell Park this week what was really moving, very touching, uh, and a lot of people who live in the park uh, spoke about how much it means to them, uh, how they really haven't had like a, a solid, uh, consistent community and place. That, that they can just be without being harassed or judged or, you know, any num having to, like, jump through, like, these really demeaning, like, bureaucratic loophole yeah, or they're, they're hoops. hoops. They're, yeah. uh, they're politicizing their livelihood. Exactly. And, and a lot of them brought up to, like, they obviously don't want to live in this parking lot forever. Like, this is not their ideal living situation. So, like... In the future, they are hoping that there's going to be some form of permanent housing for them. But for the time being, it's like a, a really good solution in, in like as opposed to trying to cram everyone into shelters during COVID, which like mm -hmm. a lot of people spoke about their experiences with shelters and how it like does not work for a lot of people. Uh, and ha like trying to just camp in random parts of the city by yourself like this has been like 
a really a positive experience for a lot of people and so they definitely want to stay there until there is like actual like set up housing that would work as a community for them so like I feel like they should be able to stay as long as uh, they need and want. So I was going to say the, the take. The sad thing is that they're uh, proposing the eviction before they even have any idea of where these people will live. Yeah, right? exactly. yeah, yeah. Like and uh, and and it's funny. Like I I ha- I brought it up before. I have this problem about reading comments on the internet. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> like it, it really wears me down. But for some reason, I keep going back to it. And uh, it's like. I keep seeing these comments that are like, if they, they're only there because they wanted to be there, and they're only there because they want to be able to do drugs and not go to the oh, shelters. I saw that, yeah. As if, as if like the the shelters aren't like packed, and as if there isn't, you know, uh, very strict guidelines on to who can go into a shelter. Like it, it's 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 really disgusting to see how a lot of people are reacting to these things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I saw bits and pieces of uh, the council meetings. Uh, yes, that, yes. That I think they were streaming them on YouTube. Oh, I was getting riled up, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, there was, was, getting, I was getting right pissed. Oh, oh, buddy. Yeah. Like yeah. At, the, at the one leading up to the, the date being moved from June to July, all the count, like not all of them, there's like two that have been pretty helpful and like saying that they want a long-term solution and that like people should be allowed to stay there but a lot of the counselors were basically like okay we'll move it to july but like no budging after that like yeah. that's the last time i'll allow anything it's like come on oh anyway. it's, it's it's really gross like it's it's literally just saying how quickly can we get these people out of our backyards like we we just don't want them that's all it is and and it's it's disgusting because they're not treating these people like they're human beings uh who might not want to be in this situation like they're treating it like as if uh, all these people are just on vacation and hanging out you know yeah no and that's it goes to show how woefully unprepared our civil infrastructure is to provide better opportunities for these people to provide housing for these people the fact that they had to just pack up and they're you know, camping at a golf course, and that's the yeah. best available option they have. Yeah, yeah, is just completely disgusting. Like, it's such a poor reflection on the Kingston community at large, and really the Canadian community in general, because this is a widespread problem across the country. Yeah, it, it isn't just Kingston, right? Oh God, it, it's a lot easier to to look at our current situation and be like, oh wow, the councillors and the mayor are literally doing nothing other than you know trying to wash their hands of this uh, so-called problem, rather than thinking about them as living beings but uh in reality like you said like it's it's widespread it's everywhere we see it all the time stories constantly in toronto about uh relocating like um what do they call it like tent villages is something that some people oh, call it like yeah, just uh, dis- cities yeah just like displaced people right um you hear about it all the time in major cities but it's also happening in smaller cities too <laughs> and it, it's it's kind of it's gross. I don't know if you feel the same way, Jesse, but it, it's gross to me to be part of a community that is okay with this behavior. Absolutely. Like, it's shameful. Yeah, it's it's deeply frustrating, and it doesn't have to be this way. Kingston's gross domestic product is around 
It was projected for $8 billion. Yeah. And that's just for this city. Yeah, Think about chilling, how much man. money the cops are making, and you're telling me we can't redistribute some of that. Anyways, I think we have a call coming through from the looks of things. False alarm. False alarm, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about Probably. that. Wow. Yeah, it was like one of those calls that tells us we want a free cruise. Which <laughs> 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 is perfect. Yeah, I have to bail out a Nigerian prince. Uh, I'll be right back. He's the benefactor for the show. That's actually our Patreon tiers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's just one Nigerian prince. And Rick Mercer. Well, yeah. to, to, feel you, to feel you in, Dean and Megan, uh, we were talking about how she it is to live in a city that is unwilling to house these people and treat them like decent human beings mm -hmm. and how like when you see these council meetings where it's people arguing about something that genuinely has no effect on their lives other than aesthetics or oh, like God. property yeah values. there was that one woman whose name i i was uh, it daugherty uh, whoever is actually like is the counselor for that area for Bell Park, I don't know. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. I'm sorry. But she was like, she kept uh, saying. I think a few times she mentioned to the young other counselors like, "Yes, I understand what you're saying, but what would you be doing if this was happening in your district?" Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, she's a NIMBY. She's a NIMBY. Classic NIMBYism. Uh, now, uh, I thought NIMBY stood for not in my backyard, but I yes. recently learned it stands for something else. So I'd like to preface this <laughs> oh, by no. saying, "Oh no! Oh uh, no! No!" Allegedly in parody, but <laughs> if you're a NIMBY person, I, I want to let you know that the acronym doesn't mean what you think it means. Oh. There's actually a very secret uh, double meaning to NIMBY. Yeah, if you have the globe emoji in your Twitter handle, you know this. Yeah, if, you're, if you've got a Twitter name like Epic NIMBY Jeff, uh, you might want to <laughs> consider this, that NIMBY actually stands for not interested in men. But youngsters. Uh oh. Okay, and uh -oh, that's the folks. last pedophile joke we're ever gonna no, make. No, not even close. We are talking. You don't about know what's happening. Just to the rest of the show, yeah. later. So, I, I, if if I can clarify, I believe that uh, Councillor Hutchison, who was actually also part of the Skeleton Park riding, or or area or whatever it may be called, I believe that it's actually his jurisdiction. Hmm. So I, I don't think that uh, the person that you're speaking of, it was actually their jurisdiction. Oh. I think they were just trying well, to appeal. That's an even worse thing to yeah, say, that then. Sucks shit. <laughs> you're yeah. a NIMBY for uh, uh, a yard that's not even yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not in my neighbor's backyard. <laughs> not at my golf course. So yeah. yeah, at Kingston, sell all the, the barricades you used on Princess Street, get the money back oh for that, my build God. some tiny homes. We Thank you. Quickly so, mention that. Yeah. So uh, for folks who are not in Kingston, and I know we talk about Kingston a lot, and I apologize for that, but uh, in Kingston they had this project downtown to like close off certain lanes of Princess Street and other streets downtown to encourage foot traffic and to expand patios and like hopefully get more Stimulate business, local yeah, business, more business downtown. Uh, so they did that for a week in late July <laughs> or late June. Yeah. Um, and um, everyone, and by everyone I mean like, you know, like the 50-some hot neck, uh, hot dog neck store, sort of guys. Hot neck. Hot, hot neck. Those hot um, boys. They're, you know, red as a lobster. They're driving a car that's worth more than your house. Um, our house. Our that house that we own. That we own. Uh, My $650. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had to wait an extra two minutes as they tried to go down to the Domino's to get their, you know, just worthless garbage pizza or what have you. I'm saying that these are tasteless culturally 
service people. Uh, well, they had to wait an extra two minutes, uh, and as such, they complained to City Hall, and these all these barricades and all these like lane blockages were removed within a week. It was, um, you it was had, actually the, it the businesses that I was going to say, Dean, you have this whole thing wrong. Yeah. No, I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, it was the businesses that really? were upset because there was no tourism or there was no foot traffic downtown because people had zero places to park their cars. Yeah. Just make parking free. Yeah, so then the so they like, for, parking like parking free. was free for the last three months. But it wasn't free when, as soon as they set up the barricades. Yeah, Jesus basically Lord. they asked, like they did this project with downtown Kingston, but apparently downtown Kingston didn't actually ask any of the businesses that are a part of downtown Kingston. So Alpha. like, good job. Uh, I don't know if that's 100% the story, but basically like 80 businesses complained or something like that. And then they were like, okay, never mind. And the businesses were saying, we're, we're actually going to make more money if like we leave some of the parking spaces for patios but then most of like the retail stores and everything just continue to do like curbside pickup and then they want the parking to remain free which would be great please but, make uh, the parking downtown but free. as of right now what they've done is they've moved the barricades to the side so that there's still zero parking there's just a little <laughs> yeah. bit more room for cars yeah. i will say the barricades came in handy when we went to the uh defund the police rally and we could just march down the middle of princess street heck yeah oh that's chance yeah that was pretty sick yeah it was cool but it's also the people but i think i i I think the the point that we're trying to make here is that this project to like block off lanes of princess street cost the city over three hundred thousand dollars and then you have counselors uh in a zoom chat asking do we have to provide these Bell Park people running water? Like like it's an yeah. insult to them. Right, Go, right. please, please, please. Go fuck yourself, please. I'm yeah. begging you. Now, I it understand really the hurts. cost of barriers, but I, I, I like to address the homeless. Po- Are they people? Do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> they actually, Do I have to call them people? If I, if I recall, it was brought to my attention that they didn't actually call them uh, citizens or... or yes. They, what did it, they say? They, no, they just referred to citizens and campers. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, comparing them as different, again, castes of people. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it's really disgusting Boy, to to hear this happen and then you watch it and like I said like I'm sitting there I'm taking time out of the day to watch like this council meeting on on uh, YouTube of all places I can't respond to anything they don't have a chat yeah they message. always turn the comments there's, there's no comments the only thing I could do is put my stupid ass thumbs down on the screen <laughs> and I was like yeah me and eight other people are real pissed right now I hope you're reading that that's the advantage of the Facebook live streams you can do the reactions and then yeah. like, you'll just have uh, Mark Zuckerberg's face with like 700 thousand angry reacts next to <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, he's grilling those meats the whole time oh, while people are pissed and calling him the Zuck. <laughs> we got Sweet Baby Ray's. <laughs> but uh, it, it, it really, I was getting so angry, and my partner can attest to that. Like, I was just sitting there fuming, tensing up, because I just wanted to be able to stand up and talk. And and say, how can you people do this? You're getting paid to del- to have this deliberation about people's lives. Mm-hmm. It's it's disgusting to see. You know what I mean? And they're not even like. I'm not everyone, but the outcome of the conversation was a disgusting outcome. Mm-hmm. Like, there's people saying, like, we need to do things for the homeless population in Kingston, but the outcome was the same, which I- is by the end of the month they're going to move. And we I don't th- want them here. I think a good thing to highlight is the people that are actually working to assist uh, the Bell Park residents. Uh, I know one big group that's played a pretty integral role, certainly in raising awareness and organizing, is Mutual Aid Cataraqui. Oh, yeah, yeah. The MAC, which is a 
please follow them on Facebook. They're a tremendous uh, local activism group. Uh, they're doing incredible things. And then the organizer, the person who's been setting up Bell Park, Nathan Rosevere, has done unbelievable work. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I think it's Dean and Megan are coming back in. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, we keep we keep getting uh, folks. I'm going to be real with you. It's, it's uh, I acted, fam jam. It's, my family keeps calling <laughs> and they keep asking me to talk about like specific family related like drama and jokes. Okay, Ooh, uh, let's hear it. Dean. No, no, it's okay. We're talking about actual, real, important things. Are you allowed to swear on the radio then? If your family is listening? Uh, well, I have. His been, family's so. cool. Yeah, my yeah, yeah they're they're uh, they're pretty cool. Yeah, uh, Dean's parents. If you ever do drugs or anything like that, like let me know. Oh, just, that'd be sick. Just hit me up. We can we can smoke the crack. <laughs> That's what you do now? That's what you're yeah. vaping. That's what I'm on. Yeah. I come from a proud line of crack smokers. <laughs> We've gentrified crack. It's it's in a vape now. <laughs> Basically, just like vaping Javix. Sorry, this is a luxury crack. I I only mess with the good stuff. So, uh, folks, if you're just tuning in to the Late Late Capitalism Show, uh, this is our first live on air uh, episode. It's going perfectly. Actually, <laughs> honestly, smoother than you would expect. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it, I as as the beer begins to hit me more and more, that will that will subside. Uh, yeah, but I'm just I'll, a little sweatier than usual. I'll That's let you know. Um, we are live, so if you do uh, have any comments about what we're saying, please email us at llcscfrc at gmail dot com, and then you can also call us at six one three. Five three three two five zero five. That's six one three five three three two five zero five. That's right. Uh, Megan and I will uh, give you a little chit chat, make sure everything sounds good, and then we will patch you live to air, and you can talk to the whole world and if, uh, about you know your manifesto and about you, la- lawnmowers if, or something. I don't you know, know, and if you're if you're not old enough to have a credit card, steal your 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 mom's credit card. Yeah, this is a nine hundred number. Um, yeah. Come on, uh, j- we just need the three numbers we, on the back. That's right. <laughs> Gamers. <laughs> um, also, this is the only way to get the new Fortnite skin. The nice thing about uh, us doing a live show is that it's interactive, like we were just saying. Like, yeah. You can message any of us if you know us personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get a hold of us on any of our social media. I uh, have a message here for the group that mm-hmm. says, give a hearty fuck you to everyone endangering my life so we can get back to normal. <laughs> yeah. uh, can you shout out all the essential workers in restaurants downtown that are having their feet and souls destroyed in this heat wave so everyone can enjoy their fucking drinky poos and snackies <laughs> yeah yeah like uh, by the way tell megan she sounds really good Aww. well Aww. that's that goes Thanks. without saying Wait, sorry who is this from it's, uh, uh, this is from a, a mutual friend a, an anonymous a listener friend, a known <laughs> fan of the show uh and yeah um well thank you i, I don't know <laughs> i don't know about kingston uh at large uh but and like maybe this is anecdotal, but from what I've heard, a lot of the traffic, especially on the weekends, for all the patios uh, and restaurants downtown, are mostly not local. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's it's mostly people from Toronto oh, and Montreal, from what I've heard. Dean, uh, get your facts straight. It's every day of the week. Oh, Christ. I have been seeing I, on my Instagram a lot of people I know from Kingston going. So. But it's also, uh, I would say about, uh, the, I think the numbers add up to seventy five percent of people mm-hmm. are non local. Are non local? Oh believe, my goodness! I would believe that yeah. totally. I have Be- seen a lot of fucking New York license plates. I have seen a lot of like. Well, it, it's too, it's towns. sort of it's twofold, right? Because part of it is Kingston is uh, relatively unscathed uh, from this 
pandemic. Even we like, haven't yeah, been people want to come here because they're like, it's exactly. safe. Exactly. Like, we haven't been hit nearly as hard. And as such, people are like, oh, it's safe. So <laughs> I can go to Kingston and I'm going to be fine because I'm a jackass. Yeah. And then uh, they put our minimum wage workers at risk. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Literally the whole entire time just so they can have a vacation from their shithole. But, but, and I've, I've heard this uh, again from my, my, my little bird, my anon- anonymous oh God. horses, oh God. Uh, have said that there are posters like in Toronto on subways oh, and stuff yes. that say like, oh, come to Kingston. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. We're, uh, like, we are insane. Adver- we are drawing. Sponsored by the city? Yeah. The well, unwashed masses to hear. Our mayor, Brian Patterson. Uh, God rest his soul. He did. Enemy <laughs> of the show. The late Brian Patterson. Uh, he the late, late Brian Patterson. Don't worry. He, he didn't give this to uh, me or my partner who are both minimum wage service workers who would really have liked to know that this was uh, the city's plan. He actually gave it out as a package, as a press release to other surrounding communities saying, hey, Kingston's safe. Send all your residents here. Oh, we'll buy ad space. You can visit our our uh, place and would make posts and stuff like that saying, come to Kingston, the best tourist population. Like, we can, you can all hang out here. Uh, we're safe and we're clean. And don't worry, we're not paying our workers any more money than we were before. Can I chime in with two things? One yes. is related because I've very recently become a quote-unquote essential worker myself. Self, which is so funny given what I do. But first and foremost, if you are, and I really don't think you should be going out to patios, if you're going to get food, get takeout. But if you are going to be served in a sit down setting, you better be tipping like 100%. Oh, God. You should just be tipping if your meal altogether cost $25, give them a 50 and tell them to keep the change. When, yeah. when, when, uh, when they come out with the drinks the first time, give them a sweet little hand job right there. <laughs> yeah. Right then and there. Because they You've got a glove it. on. You have a glove. It's no contact. It's totally safe. Uh, I know I've tried. It's fine. See, yeah. What I, what I do is I put $5 bills on the table. And whenever, oh, my goodness. Whenever my server comes by and doesn't give me a hand job with their awful glove, I take a dollar away. <laughs> I, was, I was told by this uh, anonymous uh, talker as well. The anonymous, uh, what do we call them? The our patrons. Yeah. Our, our patrons. <laughs> um, I literally had to talk to someone from Montreal that I'm scared to die as he tried to explain that there is no COVID in Kingston. Oh, boy. I was also I was also told the other day uh, by uh, someone who works downtown and they were like, yeah, people walk up and they're like, wow, you look really uncomfortable wearing the mask all day. And they go, yes, I am. And then they continue to order their drinks and sit on their patio for hours. So you do hate to see. I'm sorry. I'm on the camp. of And wear the mask if you're on the patio. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the camp of like the people that are going to these places right now, um, unless you're actually really safe, then I think you should do it. But I'm going to tell you that I believe that the majority of people that are going to take the the advantage of the current situation the majority of those people are not the people that were safe in the first place. <laughs> yeah, and like they're when, literally the people that wanted and these an folks excuse like, to do whatever they wanted. They're they're posting on their Instagrams and you know their their fast food gays friends. and yeah and their <laughs> and their what have you not to call out my like, friends uh, hanging out on patios. I feel like in like two three months time. You you should well you should be deleting those posts now, but th- those posts are going to disappear. Uh, they're going to look once gross. Shit hits the fan, like, and everyone's like, "Oh, I'm a monster." I've come to terms with the fact that I will probably contract COVID from the mouth breathers that attend the place I work, which I will not say because I don't want them to hear this and get mad at me. But I'm also fortunate in the sense that my job is unionized, which means I'm getting hazard pay. 
plus. Nice. That's pretty nice. And that, to me, at least says, that shows you that without a union, you are just completely at the fucking whim oh, you're screwed. of capital. And what are these What are these restaurants, right? Yeah. Like, the, these restaurants are, are committing uh, labor code violations every day. I remember yeah. well, working at McDonald's. Well, even before the goddamn pandemic. Yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah. working at McDonald's and being like, hmm, what would happen if this place unionized? And then my manager comes up to me and says, we would fire you all. Yep, that's yeah. That's against yeah. the and labor code. And we hire another crop of teenagers because yep. we don't give a shit. They literally told me that. They were like, you're replaceable. Yeah, if you yeah. work at McDonald's. Screw you. Uh, in in my best McDoubles. So. That's right. Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm in, known for my McDoubles. In <laughs> my like communist fantasy, an employer would never call me replaceable. Only my parents would say that to me. <laughs> Bro, in my mind right now, we're we're getting into we're getting close to like late night hours. I'm just envisioning. It's after midnight. Huh? I'm just envisioning like a a guy walking into McDonald's with a machete, and he's like, "This is my McDonald's now. We have a workers' collective <laughs> McDonald's that is just like upheld with violent force." Yeah. yeah, like a like <laughs> a co-op. <laughs> By Danny Trejo with a machete. Boss, you killed a child. Amazing. That's why you're the best boss. (laughs) We will not be talking about the Chaz. It depresses me. Instead of uh, cola companies uh, killing union leaders, like the union leaders start killing cola reps, like they show up to refill their machines and stuff like that. And it's like, well, (laughs) I fantasize about that daily. You just see union (laughs) steward Jesse with an RPG aiming at the (laughs) Nestle factory. Oh, apparently the water bottling factory in Ontario that Nestle runs that takes like all of our groundwater and doesn't and pay for it, it at all to us. Uh, is leaving so that's exciting leaving yay to, and to where? Uh, I don't know where they're leaving but apparently that plant like the water that groundwater is going back to be owned by the municipality oh I thought you were going to say the groundwater is gone so you're just like <laughs> well, well it yeah, probably peace. is a lot gone now <laughs> they uh, Jesse up. could I get a bye bye sweetie in the chat very bye nice bye sweetie yeah Mr. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Nestle I've had beef with you for years and you never get back to my emails like uh Please, please, I'm desperate. Mr. Nestle. <laughs> Mr. You Nestle. make great cookies. Uh, <laughs> folks, but before we move on to more like global, more pedophilic topics, oh, oh, uh, I, I feel like we should, while, while we're in Kingston, we should move over from downtown to Queens. Because oh, uh, there's been developments on, on the interwebs, on that series of tubes I've been told so much about. Yeah, yes. I do like those uh, northern tubes. So I'm just pulling up a <laughs> specific <laughs> statement related to this topic. Dean, well, you didn't like the northern, northern tubes? Northern tubes did me in. <laughs> so. If you have an Instagram account, I'm going to recommend a page that you should follow, especially if you're in the Queen's bubble or even remotely familiar with Queen's or commerce or you are concerned about systemic racism. Oh, yeah. This is a juicy one, uh, Jesse. So there is an account that was started by uh, actually a good friend of mine called Stolen by Smith, the name uh, referring to the Smith School of Business here at Queen's University. Yeah. And that's the at Stolen at Smith. And we're going to talk about it briefly because there's so much that this could honestly be an episode topic in and of itself. It's a hell of a lot of information. Mm-hmm. I, I spent a few hours on it today and yesterday as well. Uh, I believe yesterday is when I found out about it. And oh my God, mm-hmm. the amount of stories that are getting told on there is is wild. So to give you a quick uh, understanding of what it is, it's a page run by a bi POC person to discuss bi POC experience within the Smith School of Business. Yeah, mm-hmm. just general like oppression, racism. Uh, 
acts of sexual violence mm. uh, just and, and pretty much the the overall theme is the cover-ups caused directly by the school and the culture that's perpetrated within the school as well yeah like uh, so much of Queen's Commerce is like the same three private schools from downtown Toronto and it's like completely like a bubble of personal experiences that like they obviously don't understand anybody else and then they have all these horrible instances of racism happening so folks we have another caller oh perfect we'll get back to this in a moment yeah yeah uh i this may be connected i don't know but astrid are you on the line i can hear hello i am here oh hello astrid hi yeah no i think it's well not great that this well great that's me out not great that it's happened yeah um and i think the fact that like there's so many Instagrams where this is happening now, like there's one now in uh, Montreal called Bad Daddies Montreal that's for sugar babies and they like rape bad daddies. Oh, Ooh. that's very cool. That's spicy. And well, not, then again, not cool that it's happening, but exactly. And then there's the uh, this is a hashtag this is art school and it's all about like the jazz programs and the in Canada and the exact same thing. Mm. Mm. Wow. Um, oh, like whiplash uh, shit. Not my I tempo. Think- <laughs> Did you say jazz? I didn't hear it. Yeah, she said jazz. Okay, yeah. Jazz, yeah. <laughs> um, but in compa- talking about this, because it kind of relates back to the parties, to relate it to the more global Canada conservative party thing of last week, Ben Harper, of course, is a commerce mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Um, and I think that kind of... He's, Everyone keeps saying that Harper's going to run, and my theory is that they're basically priming Ben. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think that's a really good point. Oh, my point. goodness. Yeah. Ben, and he's ben 10. He's his Twitter, but there's old ones that, like, relate specifically to the racist party, and he basically is like, the media is trying to make them seem like racist when they're not. Yes. Oh. oh. I remember seeing that at the time. And when I also, was that? That, well, that would have been back, what, 20, that party was, what, 2016? Okay, right, right. I remember seeing that at the time, as well as his tweets about, uh, he retweeted Jordan Peterson a lot, which to me is a <laughs> great sign of yeah. intellectual rigor and ability. <laughs> and I think that's a really good point. We are going to talk about the future of the Conservative Party in just a few minutes, and I, I think that's a that's a great dark horse pick. Oh God! Yeah. But he's going to have to or he's going to have to become even even darker, more of a dark intellectual if he wants to snag control of that Not party. Not quite as dark as Justin Trudeau, hopefully. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, different kind. Uh-huh. <laughs> He'll be doing it non-cosmetically. Right. <laughs> well, Astrid, is uh, is there anything else you want to say while you're on the air here? Uh, no, just that I definitely stand your podcast way too much. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Very sweet. We do that appreciate a lot. That. It's very nice and, to hear. Yeah, keeping us through COVID is a good time. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good night now. We'll we'll thank discuss uh, Mr. Ben Harper here. Yeah, yeah. our boy. Uh, all right, Jesse. What do you, what do you mean you've been looking at Ben Harper for a while now? So Ben Harper. Uh, Obviously, I was aware of who he was when he started at Queens, and I actually had a friend on the Queens volleyball team, which is what Ben Harper also joined, and we worked together actually at a job, not me and Ben Harper, but me and this friend, we worked uh, together at a job here, one of the jobs I held at Queens, and one day I asked him, I was like, oh, like, what's Ben like? And he just looked at me, and he put his head down, and he's like, man, fuck that kid. <laughs> and it was like the most, the first time I'd ever heard this guy like say anything bad about anyone. 
Dylan, and it was just like such a powerful disdain in his voice. Do you guys remember? I can't remember exactly what animal it was. I feel like it was a donkey or something like that. But someone brought a donkey onto campus with a little sign on it that said "fuck Harper." And then I remember someone posted and overheard and was like, "Lol, look at this donkey walking around campus." And then everyone was commenting like, "Oh, uh, guys, like his son goes here. How would he feel about seeing that about his dad?" And Your it's son like, is oh, the fucking on. prime yeah. minister. Yeah. yeah, it was like a Baron Trump thing where he thought his dad was the donkey. Yeah. <laughs> he was so traumatized. He was trying to kiss it on the mouth. He walks up, Dad, it's been so long. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ben Harper is a little disgusting freak. Like, he's a run... I would say his politics are, like, ben very of- consistent with his father. Because, like, you know, kids, they always pick up the worst and most consistent traits of their parents. Yeah, that's why I snore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's uh, that's why I have all of the issues I have. And that's why he's and a racist. Not, <laughs> that's, right. that, that's, that's why I'm no, blistering that, no, that's racist. My, that's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but Ben, where it's going to be a long time before he can climb the ranks in the conservative party. He could take a Sam Oosterhoff route, though, and become like a little oh, boy God. MP. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Like, no. he's, this is like a long con where he's, he's got too, way too much pride. If he's going to be like the inverse, he's not going to be singing. Justin Trudeau, what do you think his career path <laughs> oh, is going to be leading up to? The Nega Trudeau. Yeah, careful. <laughs> <laughs> he's he, going to, He's. you know what he's going to do? He's going to go out there with like better hair or something like that. <laughs> and, and like that'll be his whole platform. Like, and he'll be think? like, you dumbasses voted no, no, for no, me no, for no, my no, hair. Trudeau is sort of like the Chad liberal. Um, you think Trudeau is the... He's as Chad as a liberal can get. Yeah, that's oh, true. Okay. Yeah, he like did, on the verge of He, he boxes. He yeah. fell down the stairs drunk one time. That was funny. Well, he fell down the, the stairs as a Superman. party trick. Like, that's his thing. Yeah, that, that is yeah. actually cool. <laughs> and again, like... The ladies when they're around him, who who buddy who but yeah. I don't even want to say who buddy. They want them to choke them and like spit in their mouths. Yeah, so like yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so uh, Megan, how do you feel? So Ben Ben Harper uh, is the again the inverse of this. So he's going to be the incel candidate. Okay. Oh he dries up the women around. I feel him. like there's there's That'd an angle interesting. here. Okay. Because like uh, he's like not an unattractive person. Like he's. That's As most incels are. Wow. Not unattractive, just they're the... demented inside. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. true. Their That's brains true. are just too, too bad, and they are unable to speak to any woman. Mm. I'm speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah. Thank okay. you, Dean, for your give me, insider. Give me some more about incel Ben Harper. I'd like to actually, I'd like to see where this goes. Uh, yeah, incel Ben, uh, ben Harper uh, refuses to make eye contact with yeah. any of the, you know, Trudeau's, like, uh, half-female. He looks like um, Cody Simpson. He looks like Cody Simpson. Anyone wants, like, an exact comparison. Okay, yeah. Like, I remember him not being an ugly person by Did I, any uh, means. He's going to go on stage and he's going to be like... There's something I want to tell you Canadians about today. It's it's the black pill. I want to, I want to explain to you the concept of the black pill. No, he he does a PowerPoint and he's like, so women love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> now now what if I told you we are going to hold a federal moratorium on the dog pill? Yeah, the dog pill. When Everyone I am prime minister. No woman will ever fuck a dog again. <laughs> people are like, what are you talking about? I have a, and he wins in a landslide. <laughs> you know what? I have such beef with Ben Harper, not only because of Stephen Harper hating Indians, uh, but, like, genuinely, Ben Harper caused me to have, like, my first bad trip because his dad came to town to visit him, and there was, like, essentially the RCMP was in town. Secret Service. And I was at a Tim Hortons, and I was... 
doing my thing, and then I turn around, and there's a lot of guys with assault rifles behind oh, me. Oh, jeez. And uh, I've never had the a worst time in my life. And then the next day, I find out it was because uh, Ben wanted to see his daddy, and uh, it was pretty upsetting, not going to lie. Oh, my God. So I got beef. Um, ben, I'm rooting for you, though. <laughs> yeah, go you know, I'm, your, I'm your biggest vote. Uh, so uh, dear friend Astrid has sent me uh, some quotes uh, from Ben's Twitter. Oh, perfect. Oh, God. Uh, if you're interested in Oh, this is so uh, juicy. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a stroll down memory lane for me. Also, his middle name starts with an S, and I hope it just is Stephen. It's just it's Ben Slytherin, Stephen. baby. <laughs> I read the theory. I know. It's ben Satan Harper. <laughs> ben Sven. Racism is evil. Expanding its definition to go after anything that could offend is a disservice uh, yeah. to the victims of racism. There we go. Yeah, this classic oh. freedom of speech what problem. A, what a nuanced take. I believe yeah. that was tweeted like the day after the party as well. I remember so the party that. wasn't racist then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he said, oh, if you try to claim it is, you're belittling actual sufferers of racism. Oh my he, goodness. Here's another. Uh, he's drawing from the the well of another Ben here. Uh, I'm watching my classmates discuss. Discovered that media pushes its agenda at the expense of facts. <laughs> okay. What? Like he's like some I'm, like super all-knowing yeah. third yeah, party in his yeah. classroom, and he's like, I, oh, all these other kids are learning. That's so cute. I, 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 I love off. being 20 years old and thinking I'm the first one who discovered that ideology exists. Yeah. I don't even think I, he was 20 at the time. Oh I think he was like legitimately a teenager. Oh, my God. Uh, like being in a philosophy course, that's all of the first-year classes is yeah. one person <laughs> being like, you know what? I think Aristotle. Aristotle was wrong. And, yes. and, and like they expect like, the whole class to stand kid, up and I was that kid, but I was that kid for like Alan Moore. So it's not near, at least like my heart was in the right place. because you hate women. I was that's that, right. I was that kid, but I was the one who said that Simon was getting the best head out of the chipmunks. <laughs> he also goes to Columbia now, so I wish that was tweeted in reference to like his Columbia classmates no. and he thinks that they're all dumb. No, you mean actual funny. Columbia because he's definitely a part of the School of the Americas. Like, this man is definitely a CIA he's a, yeah. yeah, he's running the cartels in uh, Colombia. Apparently, ever since uh, the BLM uh, protests really took off uh, in the last uh, month or so, oh, he's boy. like stopped tweeting. Uh-huh. Like there's radio <laughs> silence from uh, Benny. Dean, he's, he's listening and learning. <laughs> okay, <great>. so. <laughs> yeah. he's oh, taking a step. Well, he's back. doing better than we are. I Donate guess. to my political campaign. I'll be every dollar means I'm less racist. One hundred dollars <laughs> means I'm very less racist. <laughs> also, one, I one like equals one anti-racist. <laughs> I got the email from the Smiths. School of Business, like in response to the Instagram, which like yes, perfect. because I did around. a business sort of like oh, oh, it's really gross. Yeah, it was it was literally just like sorry, that's sad. Like we're gonna really listen this time. I know in the past we've said we were listening, but this time we're for real listening. Now, and it's like great, thanks uh, guys. And now I don't know how closely you guys have been following this, but. Uh, they there was actually a response by some stolen by Smith on that original post. Yeah, yeah. The original post was just directly on Instagram, right? Yeah. Uh, Jesse, do you have that pulled up? Uh, not right now. If you want to pull that up, I am going to read a quote. Also, from like the... aside from the email, like they also sorry they they oh, posted on their Instagram like snippets from the email they sent 
like just on the Smith School of Business page, and they took the same formatting as the Stolen by yeah. Smith thing with the same color background, same white font, and same little arrows in the corner to make it look like it was like <laughs> sanctioned by the the Stolen by Smith account or something. Like they were a- working together, and they literally just like stole the format, and all it said was like, "Yeah, we're sorry," and it's like it's freaking cool, guys. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. Okay, it's really gross. God, God damn it. Okay. Also, like the organizer. Uh, so on, it's a Google Doc that people can submit anonymously their experiences. Yeah. And the organizer told me about how they were inundated with like 40 they something got, they hundred. They got 7,400 yeah, like spam Jesus. messages from people in commerce that were like, fuck you, like yeah. take yeah. this down. Okay, so um, one thing, like just to go briefly off topic here, because Megan and I were speaking about this earlier today, uh, and she was talking about uh, the Smith School of Business and how it is so much more expensive mm-hmm. than other business schools. Uh, and again, like, do you want to take over because you know more about this? Yeah, just like I w- and I'm pulling all this from the Stolen by Smith account. So like, this is all due to like people sharing their experiences in commerce. But they were basically like, okay, the academic rigor in this program is not good. Like, no. it's literally like bullshit courses. It's we're paying like they're paying what thirty or forty thousand dollars or something like from, that. From what I've heard, the uh, guest lecturers are literally just friends of the professor. Yeah, yes. and they were saying, like, this is so expensive just because it is limited to people with wealth that can join the program, first of all, and then also just so it looks fancy to, like, recruiters after saying, like, oh, you went to Queens and it was, like, so expensive, so yeah. it must be good. But, like, literally it just means, and then it, it ends up meaning more. that only rich white kids can go into this program and nothing ever changes because yeah. it's so expensive. And if so you're expensive. not a rich white kid, they will make sure that you're as uncomfortable as yeah. possible I will to say, get you to leave. At the end of this segment, I will tell you some hilarious shit about the school of business to at least brighten things up yeah but chance i want to address the post that so so stolen by smith uh actually commented on that original post uh or rather the response the response post by the smith school of business and it says right here uh this is a direct response i asked you and this document and this is documented in my stories not to release a performative statement from administration instead i said i would like to see action in the form of a donation to Black Lives Matter, seeing that there are lacking commitments to support indigenous and black students in this program. I wanted to see commitments beyond just saying that there's a task force made to support black and indigenous students as well as students of color. Please reflect on how you continue to brush aside actionable and meaningful recommendations from POC in your school. This has 718 (laughs) likes. So the person who reads this account, uh, stolen by Smith, is an absolute like icon. This is someone I am oh, yeah. so proud to call a friend. And I asked them uh, if they wanted to provide a quote for the show today. And uh, they said, I only want to emphasize that I have so much care and capacity for the folks that oppose this page throughout their process of unlearning what racism and white supremacy has taught them. I have no judgment for them and only patience, which is well, a remarkably... This is a person who is 21 years old. Wow. This is a remarkably mature and nuanced understanding of I anti-racism. And I... And I told them that today in our discussion. I was like, I could not have anywhere near the patients or poison. And also, like, on their stories, they talk about how they already had previous meetings set up. They they mm-hmm. literally meet, like, prior to literally the have, like, five or six times with the, the faculty already about, like, equity issues in the Smith School of Business before this page even started. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. hardcore. This is someone who has been on the ground doing this work, and They've done more to challenge the systems in place in the School of Business than any consultant or anti-racism expert Queens has hired has. And you know what's (laughs) happening? 
similar pages as Astrid touched on when she called in are propping up now. I've seen one for yeah. Western. I've seen one for U of T. I've seen one for McGill. These are all, this we is like it. an actual, you could say oh, it's a social media movement, but it is still a movement and yeah. a step towards. And it's making people uncomfortable. Absolutely. Yeah, for 7,000 yeah. spam messages. I am yeah. so yeah. proud of my friend. Yeah, no, that's yeah. really, really cool. The work she's done. It is fucking incredible. I, and we, obviously, as a show with the limited resources we have, I made sure to make it clear that we stand by them and we're happy oh, to support, support them any way we can. I encourage you, if you're listening to this show and you haven't already followed the page, please follow Stolen by Smith. It is a remarkably sobering look at not just the problems the Queen's School of Business has, but really... Yeah, do the rest of Queens, everybody. The well, larger yeah. com- commerce system in general in this country. Hmm. This is up for Stolen by Smith. Absolutely, 100%. But at the same time, isn't it really cool and fun when you pay Queens, what was it, was it $40,000? $40,000 $40, a year. I feel like it might be like 28000 or something like that. For, yeah, it's it's like when you pay, uh, when you pay Queens Whoa. like $3.4 million a year uh, to... <laughs> To, uh, to, $2 billion. To come to Goods Hall uh, and learn how to make uh, PowerPoint presentations <laughs> for roughly eight hours. But at the same time, you can rap along to Kendrick Lamar without censoring yourself, that's and true. your prof will do nothing. So yeah. I think that's a good deal. I would like to tell you that's pretty sick. my experiences with the School of Business, and it's not from a student's perspective. This is from an employee's perspective. It's from when you peed on goods for that uh, challenge. Thing. Well, yes, that was also funny. <laughs> so in the summer, well, it was, yeah, it would have been the f- spring and the summer of 2016. I got a job working for the Smith School of Business, specifically out of the Donald Gordon Conference Center, running accelerated and advanced master's programs, which if you think regular commerce is expensive, these programs oh, are the like MBAs. Oh my hundreds gosh, yeah. of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And we would mostly just take in, like, rich psychos, mostly from the Toronto area. There was one guy from Saskatchewan, and I remember this very vividly because— Can I pause for a second? There was one example on the account that talked about how one of the professors said, like, oh, I'm actually from, like— X province, so I know how people of color feel. And it's like, what? (laughs) I'm from Manitoba. Was the same guy. Oh my goodness. I saw this, and guess who was chauffeuring him this day? Who? Yours truly. Oh, nice. Great job. Myself (laughs) and my friend Natalie. Oh, Jesse. We were driving. Oh, no, I didn't have a choice. We were driving this guy to the train station where he was going to take a train back to, I don't know, uh, the airport to fly to Little St. James or whatever it is. (laughs) And as we are driving, he finds it fitting to tell us that the issue with black Canadians and the crimes oh they God. commit I'd is that they, they were raised in houses households that don't this have any discipline so or strong father figures. This they didn't really have any upsetting. records on uh, while like, they were sleeping, so they right. didn't learn how to talk. And they, they weren't listening to like, little Beethoven. I won't lie to you. I gripped the wheel and I almost drove into the wrong lane, just intentionally. <laughs> I was like, if I T-bone this guy, I yeah. can probably survive. It's a net good. And he won't. Just like spit in the car. Right but like now. working at the School of Business, I spent a great deal of time there and just witnessing some of the dumbest fucking people imaginable. Yeah. You know Pe- what happened? People whose like half of their body weight is made of cocaine. And you know what happened? <laughs> at the yeah. end of the summer, there was like... Because there's different programs, they come in, they do their tests, they get their scores, et cetera, et cetera. At the end of the summer, the test scores for like the three groups that were in were so 
bad, it devalued the program and they shut it down for a year. Wow. Because Was I, that like an academic test or like a psychopath test? I have no idea, but I lost my job because these fucking <laughs> assholes are too goddamn stupid. That's wild, Jesse. They, really they sent me an email. They're like, oh, due to poor academic performance, we are shuttering the program for a year. And I went, what the fuck? I have so you this is, assholes. This is my first time hearing this story, mm-hmm. and I'm really glad it's live on yeah. used to. Th- so, this was the summer that radicalized you. This was the summer, but that was partially because I just worked myself to a point where I almost died. But when I was at the School of Business, at the Donald Gordon Conference Center, they would always have hors d'oeuvres left out that were specifically supposed yes. to be for the people. And they're like, oh, don't take them. I was like, okay. <laughs> and as soon as the hallway cleared out, I would go into the washroom. I would take paper towels from like the dispenser, and I'd have two rubber bands. And I would... Make a little bindle with Aww. the paper towel, fill it with hors d'oeuvres. Oh, like a little home tie it off, and I'd put them in my pocket. Yeah. And this is when I didn't have a car. Like, I yeah. was scrounging. Yeah, like <laughs> and then you would car ride the riding tots in your the pocket. bus with mini quiche in my pockets. That's and one so day, good. Mini on so the good. bus, I was just like, I just pulled one out of my pocket and like made eye contact with the guy across from me and just like mucked five or six mini quiche. <laughs> and he just like wouldn't break eye contact. That's good. I used I, to steal I, so much food from that place. I was really inspired when you told me how uh, after you made your little like hobo bindle, uh, you carved into the side of goods uh, a symbol that means that a dishonest man lives here. <laughs> that was right. cool. Uh, one thing I did do is the company car. <laughs> Ooh, oh, would, let's hear I it. I would fucking ride that whip. So goddamn much. Yes. I swear to God. I took a girl on a glaring. date in the fucking school of business van. I remember that. I it's remember that. Wagon. It was so great. sick. We, there's 100% pubes in the back of that van. Ew. Yes. Oh, my God. Let's go, folks. It's fine. Um, they replaced it. They have a new one now. I dropped past the other day. I love So, that. folks, we've reached the, the hour mark, so I will remind you all uh, that this is a not-safe-for-work uh, show. Uh, so we do do the bad bad swears. Dean is naked. Uh, uh, yeah, I I am. That's uh, why we're not live. We've streaming. been playing a strip <laughs> podcast. Uh, so whenever I laugh at one of uh, Chancellor's bits, I have to take off a piece of clothing. I started with my socks, and boy howdy, I'm not wearing socks anymore. Let me tell you. Yeah. Um, I I will uh, let you folks know that we are live, mm-hmm. live on air. Uh, so if you want to uh, shoot us a message or a question or want us to talk about any anything else let us know uh we have an email llcscfrc at gmail.com uh jesse what's our number so we do have a phone number if you want to call in we've had a couple calls already they were both lovely so the phone number is 613-533-2505 that's 613-533-2505 give us a call we'll be on the air for at least probably the next half hour and uh, we'd love to hear from you yeah also we have a twitter you can dm us uh it's LLCS underscore CFRC. CFRC. Uh, uh, so before, wait, before we close off the commerce oh, section, yeah. I want to yes. say cool. uh, I am really good at marketing. I've determined from <laughs> my marketing class I took with the Smith School of Business, they gave me a little award. Uh, it was literally three PowerPoint presentations, and that was it. But I'm <laughs> yeah. really good at it. Oh so, you know, hire me also, for stuff. Like, uh, again, um, Commerce, please, please don't. Even if you want to be like a scumbag, f- like freak, Wolf who, of Wall Street. Yeah, if you want to be a, a Jordan Belfort or whatever, and you want to make a lot of money and Quaaludes. just like speak 
like complete nothing just like have yeah sweet nothings (laughs) just like be like an ad man and just lie to people for a living please don't go to business school to learn how to do that uh because like i i did my just get uh, a job i got my bachelor's in biology and i did more presentations i imagine than any goddamn business major did no they do like 200 a day because that's all they do if you want to spam a page with pop off about stupid shit why don't you go to my instagram if you don't <laughs> fucking clog up the stolen by smith follow me at, at jesse true artist all one word and if you're a commerce person and you want to have a discussion i will fuck you up oh yeah. my god i'm gonna tell you this right Harry. now yeah, it's, I know. Uh, it, it, he's gonna fuck them up in the realm of debate. Okay, I'm just gonna send yeah. him a picture of like my bloody fist from like punching my wall. <laughs> that's not debate. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's a no, way you debate. It's no, an ad hominem. Yeah. I'm debating their heads off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I'm debating their asses yeah. every I day. I'm debating their jaw onto the curb. I, well, I was I was gonna say earlier like. I have a friend who made a post about Kingston and police, um, like defunding the police in Kingston and what it would look like, right? And um, the amount of comments that they received on it was disgusting. Like, the, it was just the worst type of people were commenting on it, mm. finding it, saying horrible, horrible things. And uh, and my friend was being really patient with them. And I was like, I, I just commented on it. I was like, I gave up on being patient with this kind of thing, like, when I was 17. Yeah. Like, when I had Facebook 10 years ago, uh, not 10 years ago. Yeah, chance when I, 27 now. <laughs> when I had Facebook, hey, it's close. Um, you know, however many years ago, I... Uh, you know, I would post all these really political things and these really like, uh, I don't know, not thought provoking, but just like articles in general to kind of like hope to get a response from people. And every single time it was like these horrible, bigoted people would say things. I would always respond and I would get really caught up in it. Right. Mm. And then I found out like that. I can't do that. No. Like my mental health. I, I can't. And it's not even like a laziness thing. Like. It's just like it is it's actively a, detrimental to it, you. Yeah, it's exhausting. It, it, it keeps me up all night, and and it keeps me in my bed, in my room, and and not active because all I see is these terrible negative things all day. So anyone out there who actually has the patience to deal with people and to try to teach people rather than just get upset, like my whole purpose now is not to teach as much as it is to be upset when it comes to people like that. Mm-hmm. Like I shut them out. Mm-hmm. because I'm over it. The amount of times I've had drunk people walk up to me and say horrible, horrible things about, like, reservations and indigenous people in Canada. Like I it's, said I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm just over it, right? And and, and it's, and it's it's you know, it's exhausting. So anyone mm. out there who uh, who we know or, or our friends, and especially the Stolen by Smith page, thank you for yeah. actually being patient yeah. enough to intensely, deal with this stuff. Intensely cool. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a big undertaking. Like, I can't, I can't even imagine having the, the patience and the time to do that. I appreciate it. Like, I watched a fucking council meeting for three hours, and I was over it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, imagine setting up a page where people can get a hold of you 24-7, and thousands of people are trying to message you. Mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine it. I, I could, I, jeez, my brain, I'm not smart enough for that. <laughs> no. I'm just a dumb boy. I can't do that shit. I've just gotten to the point where I tell people to square up now. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, if you fisticuffs, like, I'm down to fisticuffs. I, I, I subscribe to the Nick Gage school of uh, debating. <laughs> MDK. Nick, Nick Gage or Johnny Cage? Uh, they're kind of similar in the fact that they both uppercut your head off for real. <laughs> that's right. Shout out to Nick Gage. He's a real one. MDK. 
so uh, should we move on from Queens to Canada writ large uh, and conservatives yeah, in Canada yeah, writ good, large? The, the Ghislaine thing will be I, quick and we can, we can close that. I actually got a uh, another message from a, a friend of ours. This is from Sam out there. Sam, oh, yeah, hello. I, I know you're oh, listening. It said, uh, I removed the tags and hashtags from my... Uh, Jamac Hall to Patricia Moncher Hall Instagram post. I, I don't think I saw this one, but um, it says because I couldn't handle just three negative comments. So like yeah. they changed what was the post was about because of three negative comments. Oh, uh, it okay. absolutely takes an immense amount of so patience. So the the uh, the hall that she's talking about, I think they want to rename John A. McDonald. Yeah. Like the, 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 oh, law, the oh. law building. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Um, yeah, but yeah, like like three negative comments weighs you down. Mm-hmm. One negative comment weighs you down. Yeah, yeah especially I, it, when it's like so blatantly like sadistic and like meant to be cruel. Yeah, you know. If I get one neutral comment, I will literally <laughs> cry for like two days. Like That's if true. someone is not nice to me on the internet, like not even mean, just like responds to something with like, huh, I'll be like, oh my god, no. I also got a um a fuck Mary kill for the city councilors. Oh, if you oh, want me to bring wow. that up, yeah, I do. If you want me. You guys want to hear this, Spice? I would love to hear this. So, so a fellow listener of ours says, fuck Mary Kill, the city councilors. Uh, so fuck is Jim Neal. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Kill is Peter Stroud. Yeah, yes. Goodness. Oh, sorry. Mary is Peter Stroud. Interesting. Okay. Wait, or, or wait, no. I think these are our options here. Yeah, these are, yeah. Oh. Oh. yeah, I think so. I thought, this yeah. Was, I thought this was the setup. Do we have the three? Okay. Options? Is so it three? It's fuck Mary Kill, Jesse. Yeah, we but got, how many people? We got, it's three. Okay, perfect. We got Jim Neal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter, Peter Stroud, Stroud and, and, <laughs> and Jeff McLaren. Oh, interesting. I, I, I'm pretty confident in mine. I would say fuck Jeff McLaren. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's got a bit of yeah. He's, he's got, got a, a bit TikTok of a look. Teen vibe. Not, <laughs> not that. Marry Jim Neal. I fucking love Imagine Jim Neal. Imagine if they were listening right now. <laughs> we did a fuck Jim, Mary kill. Him. No, I Jim know was listening. I would earlier. also marry Jim. Jim Thanks, was Jim. listening earlier. Yeah, Jim oh, was listening yeah. to the trivia. Um, oh, okay. Thank you, Jim. Jim's a real one. No, marry Jim. If you're cracking a cold one and still listening to this, I'd fuck you, Jim. I would. I would brainbuster Peter Stroud. <laughs> what are you doing right now, Jim? <laughs> Jim, hey Jim, you up? <laughs> you want to climb to the back of the but, van uh, with me? <laughs> I think I think I agree. I, th- I feel like most of us would agree. Like I don't know why I want to kill Peter Stroud, but oh, of, of these people, <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely on the kill list. Don't worry, his uh, liver sorry, will Mr. do that Stroud. for us. For him. So, <laughs> they live lush. here, guys. <laughs> I was gonna say they're just around the corner. Wait, um, no, no, I can save us. Parody. Ooh, that was okay. a good one. Peter can't hear you. He's face down in the gutter somewhere. Stop it! Uh, <laughs> Peter, just like, you know, don't get pissed off at any buses anytime soon. <laughs> like, it might be your last... Uh, <laughs> he's got a boombox on his shoulder, but he's listening to this show as he's on the bus screaming at the driver. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're talking about... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but Peter... Good Sh- Lord. Peter Stroud... I'm really muting Jesse. Goodbye. <laughs> Literally, Peter Stroud came to get drinks from me. And only talked about how he loves to skip out mm-hmm. on council meetings and how he hooked up with someone at some point when he was younger. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's married now. One time I had sex. Yeah. <laughs> I promise, dude. During, I know I don't look like I could have done that, but I swear a, I did. During a council meeting, and I don't know if any of this is true, but it was literally just like frat boy bragging yeah. at the bar. And it was the worst experience I ever had. Peter Stroud, you remember that night because your friend dropped a uh, glass on the ground oh, and you yeah. didn't want to tell me. So go fuck yourself Absolutely. Uh, you're on my kill list oh, okay <laughs> 
allegedly. I'm getting the whole uh, bubble. Goodbye. Okay, so moving swiftly Spicy. on. Yeah, Jesus. Spicy boys. Uh, before before we get uh, too high on service, the Scoville. Thanks for your service, all city uh, Except for Peter Strip. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about? So I know Jesse, you had a theory about where the Canadian Conservative Party is headed. Yeah, my my theory is kind of a unified theory of Western conservatism because it's an observable trend. And you can always argue that yes, the contextual political uh, atmospheres are different between Canada and the United States and Canada and the UK. But in general, for Western democracies, we have seen a steady trend, not just towards conservative governments, but more hard right-wing beliefs. Uh, and I believe Canada being about five to six years behind the cultural and political uh, bubble is on the verge of its own conservative awakening. Here. Yeah, I remember having this talk with you before, actually. I feel like it was on the pod. No, we did it in the We were just chatting. Yeah. The conservatives are now polling at the lowest they have ever polled since the inception of Canada, so that is funky. So all sick uh, with COVID. No one's happy with well, them. I think part thing. of the reason my, is that they don't have a leader. I think, well, also <laughs> my theory is that usually, the, like, when people are just, like, living day to day, they're kind of annoyed with whatever party's in charge, because they're like, things mm-hmm. can be better. So then the opposition looks great because you're like wow they are different than the people who are saying yeah. stuff and then are it's in charge very... so like they're fighting them but like right now during the pandemic everyone's like ah, oh, the liberals are doing well so then the conservatives seem like annoying little like twits just like complaining yeah. about yeah. everything but the well, liberals actually, are doing i think what we need to be aware of though is after covid if it ever does end we're going to enter into like a massive massive recession yeah and i would point as a Time, like a relevant uh, time frame, think about the U.S. after the 2008 recession, when in 2010 there was a massive Republican wave into every level of Congress and like government, and it was mostly Tea Party people. Right, right. When we exit this COVID reality, federally the conservatives still might be dog shit, but we are going to see. I think also, like, a way I, I, I agree can, with that. If they can, you can already see that in Doug Ford. Exactly. Fight against austerity, like a lot of people are appreciating all of the like financial help we're getting right now. Like I feel like people are maybe even moving left because of this. I don't know. I think that's a fair point. We are definitely seeing, and that's something the United States was never going to have, is a robust social safety net in it working. But even the liberals are already saying, oh, but it's going to cost you dearly. And I feel like they're conditioning people to yeah. be ready to take that haircut. But and then when the conservatives run and say, we're going to lower your taxes, but you're still going to get taxed. I've just X, seen y, so Z. many moms on Facebook be like, in this time, we must remember it wasn't the billionaires that saved us. It was the nurses and grocery store workers. And I'm like, yeah. Also, sure. I feel like a lot of people are pushing for UBI. I don't know. It's And that's the thing. This has definitely thrown a wrench into things, and we're actually seeing it in the U.S. as well, where, like, Donald Trump is legitimately losing support because of just how mismanaged mm. this was. Oh, yeah. So I think my grand theory definitely was maybe a pre-COVID holdover, mm. but I think it's also <laughs> so difficult to politically prognosticate anything yeah. in the era yeah. of COVID, but I think that's a really good point, and you're definitely correct that there is definitely a shift in the collective political consciousness, yeah. but I'm still adamant that even if there's a mainstream shift left, the conservatives are only going to shift mm, right. That I feel is like, fair. See, uh, the thing that I would say, or sorry, Chance, do you want to go? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was just going to say, like, the conversation of UBI is uh, like, it seems to be like a common household conversation now, rather than kind of like a fringe activist yeah. or political conversation. It now seems like everyone kind of has an opinion on it, which is like usually a good 
sign that people are going to learn more about it or or vote accordingly, right? At the very least, yeah, the window, the Overton window has shifted on that. Just like how in the U.S. Bernie Sanders campaign spurred more discussion about Medicare for All, something that was considered to be politically yeah. infeasible even five yeah. years ago. Every Democrat had to support it, even just by lip service. But yeah. the other t- tough thing is they're not going to get it with this oh, current yeah, no, no, they're Democrats. Lying, so what we're going to see is probably liberals co-opting an NDP stance and then never actually delivering it. But you're talking <laughs> that about... That has never happened before. Yeah. You're talking about CERB as if like there is an opposition to it, though. And, and the thing that I want to say is like there is genuinely lots of opposition to CERB, but not from the people that are collecting CERB, because for them it's necessary, right? Yeah. The opposition comes from business owners. Yep. They, and, and like, I'm not talking subsidies too, though. Yeah, like, but they, but they can't. If their employees are making money, they can't call them back in to put them in danger. Yeah. Wait, wait until we get the report that says the amount of people that actually got the subsidy, though, because they wanted to change over their staff. Mm. Like, there is tons of businesses right now that are purposefully not hiring or like not taking back their staff, or they feel like their staff doesn't want to work as hard, or they feel like their staff is like, oh, I'm making more money on CERB, why should I work? And then it becomes, you know, this flip where it's like, I could just hire somebody else for cheaper. Mm. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the talk about raising wages is now on the table. And I feel like businesses hate that (laughs) because people are like, wow, on CERB, when I was making $2,000 a month, I wasn't below the poverty line. Yeah. Or I could be working 40 hours a week and be below the poverty (laughs) line. And make less money than I am sitting at home. And it's hard for, like, the conservative party to uh, argue against that. Yeah. You know, like, they were trying. And, like, I've seen, like, a number of, like, ads and posts, like, oh, like, all all these these layabouts, these do-nothings, just, like, leeching money from you. Yeah. Uh, But... But, like, obviously, like, based on the polling numbers, like, that's not sticking. Like, no no one's buying into that. Like I said, I think these these kind of politics, like, they might be getting more radicalized, but it's definitely getting more fringe. Sorry, Megan, I didn't mean to interrupt you Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, we are seeing that uh, recession back in, or, like, receding back into the the fringe, which is so interesting. the Mm. darkness where they need to be. (laughs) <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, I was just going to say, and we're saying that the conservatives are moving rightward and everything, but even when we talked about the conservative leadership race, we talked about how all the people running for conservative right now are, like, economically left of Harper, even. And, like, so, I don't know. They're not more left than the conservative party was, like, 10 years ago. I so maybe they aren't moving I super s- hard right. I still think that will change. Remember, Harper got in post global recession though to where he had to be like but, super but Harper just wrote that op-ed saying like CERB is evil and like we're all gonna die whereas like all the people running are like well, we can probably yeah, leave it Harper can write that because he's not running for office but he That's did true. shit like that when he was in office yeah but I'm saying like they are privately like fuck I hate CERB but publicly have to be like oh yeah it's fine but like that's I fair. would say their intentions what I mean. are so fucking evil, even if... Well, yeah, yeah but that's always going to be the case. It's like, yeah, it, but it's, I think it's specifically now because poor people are benefiting it's so like, much uh, from it. What was, the, what was the... I don't know. If someone might be able to back me up on this, but what was the amount? It was like 2% of landlords took the subsidy? Yes, it was 2%. I remember 2%. Is a difference between the landlord subsidy and the business, the business owner's owner subsidy, subsidy because the business True. owner one is that like they get it they get actually the money for seventy five percent of the wages they have to pay out uh, and landlords I don't know how that one works but landlords yeah, yeah. are worse. Oh yeah, and and it's one of those things where it's like like if two percent of the people like there's that's a political maneuver right there mm-hmm. taking only 
two percent of the landlord population. <laughs> We should give them a reserve. Um, take it. <laughs> yeah, you guys can fix it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah come on, boys. Could you imagine the landlord? They give them a landlord reserve and they start charging each other. There's like one king landlord. Oh my god! One It'd be the feudal system again. <laughs> Yo, we should pitch this. Yeah, uh, we round up all the landlords and we send them to uh, their own reserve in Upper Ontario. Yeah, maybe they'll fix the fucking water. <laughs> I don't know. They don't fix it for their tenants. I doubt they'll fix it for each other. Um, But, like, 2%, like, that's a mind-blowing number. And Mm. it's obviously a move so that they can get rid of tenants that are currently there. Yep. And they can replace them with tenants who are willing to pay more money. I think. Which is disgusting. It's so gross to me. Get another call. Woo. Wow, we're popular today. I know. Hello, hello. What's up, babies? It's Momo. Oh, my queen. (laughs) So you you told us uh, that you wanted to talk about UBI. Oh, I want to talk about UBI. I'm sorry you guys swerved away from it, but I'm no, calling. No, this is perfect. You know? Yeah. Uh, what do we actually think is gonna fucking happen when mm. none of us can go back to work and we're all poor? Hmm. <laughs> is that what is that what you're you're asking us to discuss? Like, or or do you have a take on this? Okay. Well, my take on it is I work in the arts, right? And like. I know I have my roommate is from Paris and she has a bunch of artist friends that are in from France and in Europe and like they have a UBI so it's like you know the arts are not coming back anytime soon mm-hmm. totally like the, the industry is decimated mm-hmm. um, so they're all still like kind of creating and like dicking around and painting in their underwear in their apartments which is great cause <laughs> classic UBI, French move like, classic French move but like what what are we gonna what's actually gonna happen mm-hmm. <laughs> like we don't have any equivalent of that do you guys think that like the potential of SERP continuing or UBI actually existing is a thing that could ever actually happen? I think in the short term, SERP is going to be the crutch they lean on for probably four to five months, however long it's going to. Do you think they'll to, extend it again? I think so. I think they're going to have to because unless unless things really escalate and you know we get completely COVID-free or there's a miracle vaccine, we can't really do much because the United States is such a shit show. We can't really reopen our economy and not keep the United States from coming in and reinfecting everybody mm-hmm. until the That's fucking true. U.S. is under control, which no matter when the vaccine gets released, there's going to be like 20% that aren't vaccinated because those are, you know, the diehards. True. Like, <laughs> the diehards. Yeah, yeah. The they real heads. Die. The they're, queens. They're just going to get, you know, their friends and family killed, but they will live forever because they're evil. And that's, that's how right. evil propagates. And. Oh, sorry. Keep no, going. it's just I've, they're bathing in virgin's blood. I think we are going to see this lasting for quite a while, and once it ends, I don't think we're going to get a UBI. I think we're going to get ridiculously yeah. vicious austerity. It's going to be horrid. It's going to be Thatcher-esque. Not to be a downer, but that's truly what I believe. Momo, if you don't mind, I actually have a question for you. Oh, lay it on me, honey. Um, my question is, since you are in the arts, have you heard of anything that is specifically related to the arts regarding, like, the upcoming economic recession or the opening back up of uh, Ontario or Canada as a whole? No, I think, like, any theater that I know that's a big theater in Canada is closed till 2021. That's just, like, Shit. reality. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the big the biggies like Sean Stratford I think haven't really announced that they're closed until next year but I don't think they're doing seasons and I really think that the arts isn't even ready maybe to start talking about a plan because we're like still just dealing with the fact it's really paused right, like I yeah. read a lot of articles about how like how the fuck are planes opening and like 
there's no like there's no discussion of that kind of stuff being able to happen. Yeah, like you can't sing and dance. No singing and dancing on patio. Do you do you think that's um, like something that the arts, like different arts societies or uh, employers, should talk about, or do you think it's that something that should be talked about on a federal or provincial level? Well, it's tricky because you guys know me, but like I don't make that kind of theater anyways. Like I believe that the artists, on, to a certain extent, are going to be able to innovate if we can just pay our fucking bills. This is why I really believe in UBI. Is because like we'll figure it out. I promise. You guys know I've been doing like radio and internet art bullshit, and like, right. but we can't do that if we can't if there is no serb and there's no jobs. Like everybody mm. know that we're. Tender. Yeah. Right. So it's like that. It's all pretty bleak right now, too. Oh yeah, um, it's it's scary when you don't know. But yeah, no, I don't think there's really any sort of discussion of what to do. Like Britain just got a big bailout in their art sector. Mm. Um, but I don't think it's really been talked about in Canada. Oh, that's sad. It's kind of shocking to me that Britain, with the government they have in place, got any kind True. of concession to the yeah. arts. That's actually quite remarkable. I didn't know that. Yeah. Most of the and money went like to like Elton John, though. Weird. Worth it. <laughs> That's true, honestly. <laughs> well, uh, as a as an artist in this in this, oh, what did they say in all the Tim Hortons ads? Unprecedented times. Mm. That's right. Um, Take a drink. As an artist, <laughs> as an artist during this, uh, how have you been dealing with it? Like uh, when it comes to performance and stuff like that, do you feel like? You've kind of just given up and set aside, or have you been have you been doing more, just innovating? Oh uh, well, it's like half and half. Right. I and again, I'm not doing like I wasn't someone who was working really in theaters, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been doing some. I did a little pop up port show that was on people's lawns. That was huge. And, <laughs> yeah, that oh, is nice. Uh, That's fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was super fun. Uh, and I did some internet theater stuff but i'm starting my phd because i'm looking at it and i'm like this shit theater's not gonna come back to normal for like two three years and mm-hmm. you guys are talking about austerity and we all know like one of the first things that ever gets cut of budgets is oh the arts art yeah. and also, like, shredded the arts. yeah and in the arts like it's worse for people of color and indigenous artists and like mm-hmm. it's just going to be decimated and it's like only started to grow in the last few years with those right like the old lips but uh it's Mm, you know, it's not looking good. So, mm. a little bit of combination of again, you acknowledge like there's lots of worse things that could be happening. Right, right. Well, uh, is there anyone you want to shout out while you're here on the radio with us right oh now? Oh my God, you guys! <laughs> uh, I all of you, this uh, independently. I listen to the show. So does Laura. Like every week. Like I love it. I get so many good laughs, so many good nods. I think my favorite episode so far is uh, the Prison Farms. Love the yeah. first one. That was Thank a really you. fun discussion. Mm-hmm. Like, that, was that was a good chance. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Shout out to you guys. You guys are doing such a good job. Good work. Oh, yes, thank you. And the and fuck Mary <laughs> was it, yeah, it was your suggestion to do the fuck Mary Kill, right? Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that had more energy. Also, please uh, thank Laura. She left a very nice comment on Dean's status. Yeah, no, she, we, we do not deserve your praise for sure. Yes, you do. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> thank, thank you, very you for much, calling. Everybody. Bye. So that's something that we haven't even talked about as a group much, is, like, the arts sector. Right? I actually think we should have Mariah on for an episode. Yeah, for a full episode. She's that would be great. Got, that's, like, her sphere of yeah. expertise. 100%. I, I, you know, it's come up a few times in my conversations with her, but it's, it's not something that, you know, I have had to worry about necessarily. Like, I remember, you know, being younger and setting up shows and whatnot, but, like, 
you know, I wasn't trying to make money. Like, I can only imagine doing that in the first place when the economy's okay, yeah. let alone when there's a fucking, you know, you pandemic that's have, wiping out people, yeah. right? You can't even have people in a space. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? Like, people can only do Zoom calls for so long. I guess that's where uh, e-girlism comes in. Yeah. <laughs> all the performers My should expertise. Just, yeah, now we're talking. All the performers should just start up an OnlyFans and uh, have a Twitch stream. We will be redistributing the wealth through my favorite <laughs> Twitch streamer. <laughs> I am a Pokimane tier 3 <laughs> subscriber. Pokimane stan. I, have, I uploaded her thick compilation to YouTube. <laughs> He's giving it to the people. That's right. If you're listening, uh, please email us a fuck, Mary kill of Jesse Chance and Dean based solely oh. on their voices. Yeah, that's I like too. that. That's saucy. I'm I... ready for my feelings to get hurt. Yeah. If my partner is listening to this and it doesn't turn out the way I want it to. <laughs> <laughs> but Chance, would you rather be Mary or fuck? Fuck. That's right. Let's high five through the bubble. I'm pussy mode all the way. <laughs> I would like to end off. We're not. We don't need to have a great belabored discussion about Ghislaine Maxwell. I would love to. We could, but I think what I want to touch on is I've gone back and forth in my mind over what I think's going to happen to her. Ever since she should, was Should we arrested. catch people? Uh, yeah, yes. let's catch people so, up. I'm sure by this point, everybody's familiar, at least in some broad strokes, with the Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein saga. I mean, Netflix made a documentary about it yeah. by James Patterson, famous friend of Bill Clinton. <laughs> Brother of Brian Patterson, our current <laughs> Well, we don't know. Uh, but essentially, Jeffrey Epstein global pedophile running a sex trafficking ring for almost exclusively the rich and the famous. Well, the person who served as his, let's say, talent scout, the one who sourced a lot of the young girls that were then forced into sex slavery, is British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell. An evil name. An evil name. The son of an Israeli like IDF super spy oh who God. died on a boat named after her, by the way. The lady Ghislaine. Okay. So she is a socialite that has, she like every single famous person has taken a picture with her, it seems. Elon Musk very famously claimed it was a photobomb, despite the fact that they met several times. <laughs> photobomb? They're went, in the photo. To get, it's not yeah. like her and head he is went popping to in there. House in imagine, cool. imagine if it was a hover hand situation. <laughs> oh, oh, Ghislaine, you're lol so random. <laughs> Michael Caine took a picture with her, yeah. which is a shame. Uh, but Ghislaine Maxwell was recently arrested on basically similar charges to what Epstein was brought in for, which in is like... In New Hampshire? Yeah. In Why? De- people were like, oh, we want to arrest her, but we don't know where she is. It turns out she was just hanging out Yeah, in she New was Hampshire. in the States the whole <laughs> the time. The whole time. But in the time since she's been brought in, there's been a lot of developments on that front. Uh... Basically, she's said that she is willing to, like, testify about Prince Andrew, and, you know, she's working to get a good deal for herself. Oh, so she's going to be murdered in prison. Yes. Well, that's the thing. I have a couple things I want to talk about, but she's very recently, they're like, oh, she's getting moved just coincidentally to the same holding facility Jeffrey Epstein was murdered in. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. But here is my theory. I've, I was like you, Dean, up until, like, this morning. Yeah. Up until, like, three hours ago where I was like, oh, She's just going to get yeah, murked in yeah. a jail cell. No, no but question. then I had a dream, and my brain, the neurons fired together. Okay. And I believe they mentioned Prince Andrew specifically because he's supposed to be the fall guy. Like, yeah. That's the one they're going to try and yeah. fob no, all this off. Everyone on. knows he's a he's a moron. Absolutely. Yeah. But then I realized something. You know who doesn't want that information to get out? The royal family. 
Right. Because, not because of Andrew, they've already excommunicated him, but because of the connections within the family itself. Okay. One domino falls, a lot of dominoes could fall. Right. But you know who does want Prince Andrew to get fingered for this? Quite the Clintons and the Trumps. Oh. So what I'm proposing to you, I had a, a dream. Spy versus Queen spy versus style. Spy. So you have black hat cops <laughs> and white hat cops in the MCC. Yes. Where the royal family is trying to get the cops to kill Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah. But the Clintons are trying to get the cops to save Ghislaine Maxwell. Wait, why would they want, wouldn't they just then both it'll want all her go dead? On the, no, because no. it all goes on the royals and it doesn't touch the Clintons. Yeah, but it, nothing happens if she dies. Not true, because that'll just generate, people will be like, come yeah. the fuck on. Where yeah, is and yeah. then all the media is going to be like, you're all part of QAnon. It not even though. Not even though. If <laughs> they know, this is real. on okay. Prince Andrew, though, they have a fall guy. They can yeah. say, oh, we dealt with the rich pedophile well, how, what problem. What do you mean pin what? it all on him, saying, like, all of these years, he's the only friend If he's the only had. name attached if to she's it. The, if he's the only one she testifies about, the media are just going to be like, oh, yeah, it's Prince Andrew. Yeah. Whereas and then we'll never think about it again. If she gets murdered, there's going to be questions about who else was involved. Yes. So what I'm proposing is, yes, a spy versus spy, where you have, like... Like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and they fall in love at the yeah. end. Just this. imagine, like, a, a man, a Manhattan, a New York cop walking in. All right, Miss Maxwell. <laughs> well, jolly good, sir. Is your cell? And he's like, like, her cell is just like, there's lava on the yeah, floor. There's okay. alligators jumping out. Yeah, All right, everybody. Dean, you're the British cop. Jesse, right. you're the Manhattan cop. Okay. So, All right. the, the British cop, oh, if you're unfamiliar, is trying to kill... Just laying. Oh, I'm I'm with. Oh, 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 I'm just explaining to the people. Yeah. The, the New York cop. You know, he's been paid off by the Clintons. He's trying to save her. So <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> uh, we don't need to hear this role uh, play. Jolly yeah. good. Uh, I love so it. I just I just got to pop in for for a bit of, of, of tea with just laying there. Don't hey, you well, know? What do you think you're <laughs> doing? I'm getting paid big bucks to make sure this cannoli don't get eaten. <laughs> but it's like as they do <laughs> shift changes. Yeah. As they do shift changes, like they go into the cell and this. Cop just sees like her in a bathtub with like a toaster dangling. He's like, oh god damn it! <laughs> and it's just again. like this continuous escalation as yeah. he's like pulling out bigger and bigger yeah. weapons to defend Ghislaine <laughs> Maxwell. It's kind of like I've a got game a big of, board with a nail through it. It's like a game of capture the flag in Halo. <laughs> it's like this British cop is like yeah. trying to run off with her, and he's like, got the gravity hammer. It's like the Isn't Scooby Doo where they're like running through doors and they're just like circling each other. I'm just like I had that's this... exactly. And and then the the British cop is like, oh, what's that? A minority that's not getting the shit kicked out of them, and the, and, and the Brooklyn guy's like, "What?" And then, and then the minority orange justices, and it all ends right there. <laughs> the British cop like paints a paints a hole in the wall and runs through it with just laying on his shoulder. But when the New York cop goes to do it, he smacks his head. <laughs> he's just like a big lump. <laughs> this and is literally like genuinely though with with the whole Maxwell situation, like. My 2012, like, we, we talked about this the other day, right? About QAnon and, like, when all that started and stuff like that. But, like, if you were, like, looking at the QAnon shit and the Infowars shit, they've been saying this since, like, 2005. <laughs> Don't give them anything. No, they've been right. No, no, no. To be fair, they've just been, yeah, global pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> they're really yeah. racist. I'm not no, saying, wait you. a minute. I'm not saying they're correct. I'm saying they've been saying this, which is true. I think they have been they were saying so this. close. 
gross. I think yes. Alex Jones and then they turned it into like just mm-hmm. said it not thinking, and then he was like, "Oh shit!" And then they turned it into like the vampire interdimensional like pedophile yeah. thing. And it's only Democrats yeah, that and do it. And yeah. that's why he that, had to like that, he had to double down because he realized he said something true, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" So he's I'm like, a uh, pedophile. Also, they're 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 goblins. <laughs> I have to make clear that they are goblins. That's the that's the issue here. Not that uh, Charles Koch is raping children, but uh, <laughs> that Hillary Clinton is a goblin who is also raping. Children. Yeah, they smell like yeah. sulfur. That's right. <laughs> so, Turning the frogs. Uh, that's that's how I'm keeping myself sane. Uh, waiting for the Maxwell developments is just imagining very stupid cops in a continuous cartoon fight to try and either uh, murk or save this yeah. fucking stupid ass socialite. What's that? Uh, the classic running music, the Benny Hill theme. As like one cop just like tries to empty a clip into Ghislaine Maxwell. <laughs> but it's just a cardboard standee. And then by the time it's all done, the MCC just explodes and Ghislaine Maxwell's cell is left untouched. She just opens the door and disappears into the New Hampshire wilderness. Well, did you guys hear, uh, this is breaking news today actually, did you guys hear about the Supreme Court rulings that happened today? Oh, about Oklahoma? Not only Oklahoma, but also Trump's uh, tax returns. Oh, I didn't, oh yes, I did actually hear about Did you guys hear about that? Not they finally not under audit anymore. Yeah, so uh, they they said that his tax returns have to be given to this lawyer who was like suing him for tax fraud or or something like that. Anyways, what comes out of it is that it was Brett Kavanaugh too was one of the the judges who <laughs> said, yeah, yeah, you get to publicize. Like make public his his tax records. Uh, uh, betrayed by your BFFs. Yeah. So sad. <laughs> Drinking beers. <laughs> I like beer. Uh, We're finally gonna get rid of freaking Cheeto. <laughs> <laughs> the it's Cheeto over for him. The Cheeto in charge. Yeah. Baby. No. The tax return thing is like. Uh, but what's what I thought was really yeah, interesting. This one's sick. This one is sick. So, um, in Oklahoma. There was, uh, like, what, who brought it up? Was it a class action lawsuit or? I think so. Okay, so there was there was a lawsuit, essentially, that was saying that there was unceded territory in Oklahoma that wasn't declared reservation land, mm-hmm. right? Even though treaties, tre- okay, so it's not unceded land, but treaties had been signed previously saying that this area, it was essentially, it's like over half of Oklahoma was dedicated um a reservation land mm-hmm. um, and then over time those lands kind of got like pushed over and further and further to the point where like Oklahoma was hardly a reservation even though at one point it was over half the state Wow! today they declared that half the state is still reservation land oh my god mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. yes so, so it's all going so is back it now that, always like, has been band councils control it and people have to pay like their property taxes so, to the council so they instead? don't know what it is uh they don't know what's going to happen but essentially in the eyes of the law as of today half of oklahoma is a reservation wow that's crazy get the fuck out Whoa. it's time <laughs> <laughs> weird boys we're rounding them up you notice on all of oklahoma bye bye so, i saw this actual or i saw this this awesome artist um Stephen paul judd he's a great artist if you don't follow him on instagram I, I suggest you do he posted a picture of the welcome to oklahoma sign and it just said welcome to oklahoma um it, oh, what did it say it was like life's good on the res or something <laughs> <laughs> um but it, it, it is sick like it, it's it's crazy because you know you have all these on one hand you have these horrible like 
bigoted, disgusting things going on in the States and, and in Canada, right? We're not excluded from this by any means. But then on the other hand, it's like, where, like, really? Like, now is the time that you think that's a great idea to do this? Like, I appreciate it. It was very strange. But it's like, really? Like, I thought you would have doubled down on that one. You know what I mean? I think my official position is if you're on uh, native land in Oklahoma, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord splits you. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Yeah. That's at all of Canada also. <laughs> yeah. and you know, I don't know. Including us. All right. Let's do some closing thoughts here because I'm very tired. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Oh, you sleepy. Yeah, absolutely, You're yes. a sleepy boy. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to ask again? The answer will be the same. <laughs> Megan, do you have any closing closing thoughts for the week? Um, this was really fun. Thanks for chatting. I I just can't stop thinking now that I've said that that if like we do have to evacuate, Dean will have to move to England with me, uh, which he does not want to do at all. So. Cursed country. That'd be cool. Uh, England, uh, that that sceptered isle is just please please fall it's into so the fun. sea. They have so it's many motherland. Concerts. Yeah, no, it's it is a completely like a place that God has forsaken. Did, uh, where people are did from. you know Atlantis was the original pedophile society? Because in a different world, <laughs> that's the reality where England sank into the sea. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's a separate timeline. That's like Mandela effect shit. That's right. Yeah, no, uh, England is horrible. Uh, no, it's good. No, England sucks shit. Like, roughly <laughs> yeah, half of Manchester is okay. The rest of it, like, should crumble into the ocean. I don't think we should, like, a great tweet that I saw was... Uh, Graham Linehan leaving Twitter is the first step, but we cannot tolerate any British people on this app. Which is, right. I know he's Irish, but I was like, that's completely correct. We should get rid of all of them. Yeah, no, they they are beyond redemption. That's right. The, the center of evil in the world, for sure. Yeah. Do you have anything else to close this out with, Megan? Uh, no, that's about it. All what right. What yeah. about yourself, Dean? What do you have to say to the people this week? I just now I'm just stuck on how much I fucking hate England so sure, much. Sure. You know that's Thanks a great for calling point. In, yeah, but I, I yes, I would also like to thank our dear listeners for calling in, giving their support. We appreciate it. Uh, like doing this show for you uh, really, really makes it worthwhile for us. Uh, so always free, feel free to email us at llcscfrc.c at gmail.com at gmail.com LLCS I, I, I did it right so many times before at that's true yeah. you did a good job I did a good job I would just echo those same sentiments. Thank you so much to the people that called or wrote in. Thank you equally as much to everybody who is listening. Uh, yeah. We'll be back to the normal kind of podcast format uh, next week. And uh, we hope you guys stay safe and have a great time, and we'll see you again soon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I just want to say one thing as like a little takeaway for all of our sweet, sweet listeners at home. Um, I brought this up to Dean earlier, and I just want to say... You know how there's suicide doors on cars? <laughs> right. Imagine if there was suicide ribs. Oh, like so I could so what? I could so I could suck so I could suck Oh my god. So I could suck my own Have a good night everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you next week folks. Adios.